Hello everyone, I'm Katie Masson and welcome to the Sunday Showcase on Radio Verulam. 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Sunday Showcase podcast based off the radio show on Radio Verulam. We begin with good news. As of Monday this week, non-essential shops reopened. Yay! Pointless shops, let us in. And it doesn't stop there. Matt Hancock announced this week that the UK is on track to further reduce lockdown restrictions from the 4th of July. But what I want to know is this. When will the NHS app be ready? Hey, it's my last show before the summer holidays this week, but it's a goodie. Later, I'll be talking to one half of Case Plus One, Katie Maston, as well as providing tips for Monday and Sunday shoutouts from the listeners. But I begin by catching up with one of my favourite guests about how St Saviour's Church has been doing in lockdown. Father Richard Watson's here. Hello. Hello, good to see you, Dan. Yeah, nice to see you too. We're talking on FaceTime, but obviously um, with this being radio, you can't see that. But um, yeah, you join us live from your home. Uh, yeah. Whereabouts is it do you live? Do you live in St Albans? Uh, yeah, I'm up on Sandpit Lane where, where the church is. So uh, the, the vicarage uh, is in the traditional sort of place of being next to the church, which is really handy. Um, especially as I'm the only one allowed to go into the church at the moment for obvious reasons mm. yeah you've got a lovely library you've got I've got a lovely background of books um, back to you do you like so do you like to read do you keep a I'm, good um, yeah, volume of I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great reader uh, and actually lockdown's given me a bit more time to do the reading uh, it is a real library behind me it's not one of those um, artificial zoom backgrounds that you can put on just to make yourself look more intelligent yeah. um, or in some exotic place but uh, yeah I'm in the study at the moment so what's behind me are sort of workbooks commentaries on the Bible and things like that um, but actually my my main uh, reading focus uh, through lockdown has been to conquer Hilary Mantel's two books about Thomas Cromwell ah. uh, Wolf Hall and bringing up the bodies uh, so I decided that before I ordered the third volume I ought to read volumes one and two which I've not quite got around to uh, so I'm almost at the end of that so lockdown has served me well so I like a good historical novel and she writes really well so and to touch base with how things have been going on with um, St Saviour's Church, which is on Sandpit Lane as well, so not yeah. too far from where you live in St Albans. Yeah. So you're obviously very, you're obviously very local, and you love the community, and you've spoken very passionately about St Albans and you know what you do. So how have things been going on with um, the church as to where it is at the moment since lockdown started? Well, we, we put a sign on the door um, to make it very clear uh, what the situation was, and the sign simply said this building is closed but St Saviour's Church, the community of people which are St Saviour's Church uh, are still there um, working and supporting their friends and neighbours as they would normally. So so church activities have, have been different but they've been going on nonetheless so we've got quite a, a big pastoral network of, of people who have been keeping an eye on their friends and neighbours um, and the lovely thing is when I've been phoning uh, some of our vulnerable folk who uh, are older or have got health problems uh, they were all being looked after by their friends and neighbours so one of the things that really I think has, has stood the test of, of this whole experience uh, is the amazing network we have in our communities where people you know genuinely do look after each Mm. when uh, when the chips are down. Mm. Uh, so, of course, there have been no services for uh, a couple of months, so public services have all been suspended. We, we, we were quite slow, uh, deliberately slow at the beginning to not sort of put 100 services out online every week because, A, uh, we knew we probably wouldn't keep up the um, momentum 
but also we wanted to make sure that people were watching. Uh, so we started off just by doing a simple half hour, 25 minute, half an hour program for a Sunday morning, uh, which is a combination of readings and prayers and, and involving as many different members of our uh, congregation as possible. So during the week, I will send out notes to people and say, please, can you read this passage? or can you read this prayer uh, and then they record it on their phones uh, send it in to me uh, as a video and then I download it all and edit it and, and put it all together then that goes up on YouTube uh, the night before and we normally premiere it so that uh, for 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning so that's what we did at the outset and we found we got a huge positive response uh, from our own congregation but also from other people who might go to other churches uh, or people who don't actually go to church very often uh, but they enjoy watching all of it or some of it when it goes out on a Sunday so we were quite encouraged by that you know at least three times as many people who would normally be in church on a Sunday morning were sitting down and watching um, watching our broadcast service online. So we've now added to that. So as well as doing the 10 o'clock service, then I record a mass on my own uh, in church on a Saturday afternoon, uh, which is a much more um, static thing uh, and obviously involves only me, but that's a, a traditional mass that then is broadcast at 11.30. Oh. And what we've started to do is, because we know we've got those two fixed points on a Sunday, uh, we now has a, have a Zoom coffee morning in between. So members of the congregation who have got the, the code to um, to log in, uh, maybe 15, 20 people will log in with their own cup of coffee just to say, you know, it's nice to see you uh, because they would normally see each other on a Sunday and haven't had a chance to. Yeah, I know. And I suppose it's as with most of these things, as um, from lockdown being eased to, how, to where we are at the moment, now things being... Um, some restrictions now being eased it's been a very kind of gradual process with, with, yeah. what, um, with what you're saying is that it's been a gradual process from um, lockdown beginning to the actual church building being shut down but the actual people still being there and then you are do, you're doing the online you're doing the online sermons you're doing um, things to stay you're doing like things to stay active just to say you know yeah. we're still here we're still here we're still yeah. here if you need us and it's, it's something that places of worship and things being closed is something that people have been quite worried about and yeah. so the fact that the, the the people still remain and are still supportive is such a lovely sentiment to um these difficult these difficult times yeah and i think i think um i mean obviously one of the good things about uh, being able to tune in to youtube to get your church service uh, and not have to go to church is that you can actually go to a number of services on a sunday uh, which physically you wouldn't be able to do. So I know I've got people in my congregation who've got family overseas, so they'll tune into our service at 10 o'clock, and then later in the morning they might tune into a service in Australia. Uh, so they, they manage to get a, lots of different things. Uh, so it gives gives people a much broader choice by worshipping online rather than having to go to a physical space. Mm. Uh, but obviously you, you can't... You know, there, there are good things about the online services but you can't really get away from the fact that that church is really about human beings interacting uh, and being with each other uh, and as much as the, the the new technologies can help us with that uh, there still is no 
no sort of uh, replacement for chatting to another human being in the mm. flesh. I suppose there is that kind of instant contact that if anyone sort of has a question or something that they want to sort of talk to you about, whether it's to do with a prayer or any or whatever it is, um, yeah. you are you you and the you and the staff of Saint Saviors are there to um, provide them with that answer. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we we have had uh, we've been saying. A night prayer Compline on Facebook Live uh, every evening uh, since the 16th of March uh, and it's, that's led by me sometimes, other times it's led by members of the congregation and we have had people messaging on Facebook to say please can you pray for dot 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 uh, either for themselves, particular needs or for friends or family who have been unwell. Um, so it's a different way and of course those people might not have asked us to say prayers uh, if they hadn't had a chance to connect with us on Facebook, because it, it's a bit safer to be at home with your own phone or uh, tablet or whatever, rather than going into a strange building and, and meeting people who you haven't yet got to know. So th there have been advantages, and we, we have had the chance for people to offer, to ask for prayer and for us to, to respond to that appropriately. Mm. And it's not just you who works at the who works at St Saviour's. There's a there's a there's a mix of people of volunteers yeah. and other and of volunteers and other priests. Do so. Do you yes, kind of yeah. to take it hand in hand of like you do this mass on this week and I'll do the mass on the Wednesday night or like how how do you well, make that how do you make that work? We try to uh, get as many different people involved. So it's not just the clergy. It's also members of the congregation. Certainly leading um, on Facebook but also uh, doing readings and prayers for our YouTube broadcasts. Uh, but we do have a, a number of clergy. There's Father Andrew, uh, who's been at St Saviour's for 10 or 12 years now. Uh, he's retired, um, but is still working um, as a priest. Uh, and so we make sure he takes part in the, the video services uh, and takes the leading role in those. We also have uh, Father Tony, who's actually a hospital CEO, uh, during his working week, but he's also ordained as a priest. Um, so we, where, where he's been able to, obviously he's been incredibly busy and under a huge amount of pressure, but he has uh, recorded things for us. Um, and then we've got Father Ian, who's another retired priest, who's helped out with a few readings and things. And we've got uh, our readers, uh, Michael and Imogen, our reader in training, Josh, who's our uh, trainee or soon to be trainee priest um, begins his training in the autumn so they've all they've all had different ways of trying to be involved um, but actually physically I'm still the only person who's allowed to go into church so it's been restricted to me uh, to be the one who films in the building itself mm. um, but we've been able to get other people to, to sort of join in remotely which is good mm. yeah and not that this is any of my business, but do you have any idea on when you think the church is something that is likely to open? Do you have any idea when the church is likely to open again? Well, the as from the beginning of this week, just gone, so from the, the 15th of June, um, it's been possible for churches to open for private prayer. Um, so for the building to be open and for members of the public to come in just to be quiet and pray, maybe light a candle and whatever. Um, we haven't rushed into that um so we haven't opened St Saviour's this week uh because we just wanted to see how it goes um everyone is aware that you know there could be a second spike of, of Covid infection uh we don't want to contribute to that in any way shape or form um so we're being very cautious however I did spend Monday afternoon rearranging the furniture in church so that we've taken all the chairs out of the nave 
Um, and all our upholstered chairs have been pushed out of the way and we've now got our black plastic chairs which can be sanitised a lot easier um, and they're, they're socially distanced at two metres apart some individually placed, some in pairs for people who might come in from their own household uh, so we're starting to look at the practicalities of, of opening the church um, obviously you know, we, don't, we don't expect realistically there to be queues of people uh, waiting for the doors to open so they can come in and pray but some people will um, and I can remember having a conversation with someone uh, uh, online saying oh no 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 we, we, we don't need to open up the church that's that's not not, not you know because we're out of town we're not in the town centre it's not it's not a high priority and as I finished that call I then had to go and drop something off in the church and as I walked around the front of the church a lady passed me in the other direction and said oh can you tell me when the church is opening because I always pop in to say a prayer when I walk past and I really miss it so uh, having just decided it wasn't a priority obviously for some people it is um, so we, we will tread carefully uh, but we are beginning to look at what that might involve um, to safely open the church uh, to enable people to come in and pray Mm. Um, safe, safe for visitors safe also for our volunteers who would be staffing it as well so, mm. yeah yeah but, well safety always comes first it's about keeping things safe yeah. and sort of staying connected um throughout this and i'm gonna t and i'm gonna take you back to the um st savior's website which i've got up on my oh, yeah. on my tippy tappy on my mobile phone uh, uh as I've, all, I've said it before and i'll say it again it is a nice website and there is lots of information on here about you know um, about you, your services, the news and events you got going on, safeguarding, uh, and the information as well that's on that's on here. That and the YouTube and the YouTube um, masses, they're all connect. They're all connected to the website as well, so they can so you can watch yes, those. Yeah. So the uh, I mean, it goes directly to our YouTube channel where you can find everything that we've put up uh, in the last couple of months. Um, or if you just go to our website, um, ssaviors.org our main 10 o'clock service on a Sunday, uh, the YouTube uh, feed is on the homepage of the website. So you can go with one click and the whole thing is just scrolling through. Uh, it's muted uh, because the, the rules of the internet are you have to uh, you have to mute, mute something if it's posted so that people have the option of listening to it or not. Uh, so, so you need to unmute me, uh, but otherwise I'm scrolling on the, the homepage along with other members of my congregation. Oh. Uh, and that the new service is uploaded on the Saturday night, uh, so you can get it direct from our church website rather than going to YouTube. Hmm. And the St Saviour's website is ss is ssaviors.org. Yeah, uh, and all the and all the other various all the other various information is on there. I noticed, I noticed there's a petition for um fu for funeral directors. Yes, the um yeah, what well, that's a, a, a particular legal term um what we've been able to do uh thankfully is church has been closed it's been empty uh and there have been occasions where um coffins have been resting in church as they are awaiting their burial um or, or cremation um as a way of just offering an extra um piece of comfort to those families uh who who knew that the funeral might be delayed so there was somewhere for the, for that person to rest oh. uh, so there's the, that that's a legal petition um which is about the legal permissions to make that possible which obviously uh, is quite a quite a major and serious thing fantastic and i suppose it would really it really helps families who are very kind of 
feeling anyone feeling worried or insecure that they have that security and that you can provide yeah. that um that yeah. is just that even that even that just adds another strength to um the community and what makes um st albans so great i mean other communities are just as great as well I'm not just saying that you know st albans is the only perfect community of course it is and we're um but but what i am but coronavirus it's it's brought out the worst in people but it's also brought out the best in people as well Absolutely, uh, yeah. um uh so great that everything's going really well with the church and that things have sort of progressed really well and and continuing to progress well um hopefully things can be back on track you know by the by the time of you know the like early into the autumn like september time yeah. hopefully things well, can pick hopefully things can pick up better and some form of normality can um return um th that we're used to We'll find our new normal. I think it's going to be a long time before we get back to what we would imagine a, a typical church service to be like. But, uh, you know, we take it step by step. And, and the important thing is that we stay safe and we help everyone else stay safe. Hmm. Uh, and if, uh, and if you know, anything we do is at, at the risk of putting other people at risk, then we need to think very carefully about how we go ahead with that and how we move forward. So step by step, but, you know, find new, new ways of doing things, new ways of reaching people uh, and interacting. Uh, and it's all good for building our community, which is the most important thing. Mm. And very quickly, just want to touch base with you. Uh, you also mentioned something to me before about the St Albans Beer and Fizz Festival. Um, yeah. Obviously, that's not happening now, but um, I did sort of come across you um, with a bunch of with a bunch of other people um, doing doing the planning, and you said, "Oh, hi, I'm doing the planning for the beer for the beer festival," um, and yeah. I'll and I'll come on your show to talk about it. But obviously, um, obviously, with social distancing and coronavirus and pubs being closed, it's not happening. So it's not happening. It won't, it's no. not happening this year. Um, so, do you feel like all this planning's gone to waste, or will there be a beer festival next year? Or no, there, there'll certainly be a beer festival. We we would have uh, had our third beer festival this July. Um, but obviously the restrictions are still going to be in place um, for social gatherings, uh, large social gatherings. Um, so we tentatively moved the dates to October, thinking that that might be better. But I'm thinking we'll still have some restrictions. Um, and most importantly, our pubs will be needing to um, get as much business as possible. Because it's hit our, our sort of... Um, pubs and social industries really hard um, and of course St Albans is full of brilliant pubs brilliant restaurants brilliant coffee shops and they're all really really uh, having to work hard like sort of uh, like no one's business to, to just to keep their heads above water so it didn't seem right that we had a beer festival in the autumn uh you know while the pubs are really struggling so so we, we're looking at probably moving the beer the 2020 beer festival into uh maybe april 21 so it means that we will just not have a beer festival this year uh but we'll do as much as we can to tell people to go to the pub yeah so that's that's not, it's not the message you normally expect to get from church you know go to the pub but that's what we're saying go mm. to the pub and we'll have our beer festival next year i suppose so. moses <laughs> i suppose there was one commandment that moses uh, missed out in the ten commandments in the ten commandments there was like an eleventh commandment that thou shall go to the pub 
Absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we all like to. Uh, Richard, thank you so much for your time. Uh, seems like a really good place to leave it. Um, I'll catch up with you again soon. Obviously, I'm hoping to. I'll may. Yeah. I may bump into you uh, in the town or something, which would be nice. But uh, until then, uh, keep safe. Uh, keep doing what you do, and thank I will. Then uh, I will chat to you later. Excellent, and thank you, Dan, and everyone at uh, Radio Verdun for doing your bit to keep our community together because that's that's really appreciated as well. Oh, thank you very much. All right, take care, my friend. I'll speak to you later. All right, bye, bye. bye. Ninety-two point six FM, Radio Verulam. Looking forward to things going back to normal. Me too. In the meantime, while you wait, why not listen to this? A couple of tips for Monday now to help get your new week off to a great start. The first, tip, the first tip of the week is save energy for your weekends. A lot of people work themselves into the ground over the week, leaving themselves nothing more than two-day uh, couch, leaving, leaving no more than a two-day couch potato on the weekend. Do whatever you can to avoid this. You want to spend Saturday and Sunday with enough energy to actually do fun things and have functionality in the mind that can think create in order to think creatively about work and your life. Um, and a couple of habits uh, to sort of I would recommend is do do you ever at work uh, do um, do you ever stay at work for an extra hour or two trying to finish something off? When in truth, your work, in, you work in circles and don't accomplish anything super meaningful, s- stop doing that. Just, just, just stop. What are you doing with your time? If you're not actively moving uh, your project or the business forward in a significant way uh, and it's well after five o'clock, call it quits. Seriously. Uh, save your energy for the next day. Think of, think, of, think of it like exercise. Those, extra, those two extra miles you run today might put you over the edge, and so you just, you just, can't, you just can't run for tomorrow. Conserve your energy. Uh, plan the right mix on the weekend activities and events. As a rule, uh, you'll, ha- you'll have the most satisfying weekend if you mix in the combination of physical activity, family and friend time, uh, scheduled activities and open time you know better than anyone that what works for you and your family and how that might vary and how that might vary first by, by season weather or life circumstances crafting a retrospective and fun weekend takes planning takes planning take, take, it does take planning so do do active things that bring you a lot of joy use your mornings for personal pursuits create traditional weekend activities schedule da- schedule downtime make time to explore and have adventures and plan something fun for your sunday night 92.6 fm radio verulam don't go anywhere yeah i'm talking to you put down your takeaway beer that you got from the pub because sunday shout outs are on your way very soon but first i checked my second guest of the day singer songwriter artist is there anything this lady can't do it's one half of case plus one katie masson hi katie you all right? Yeah, good, thank you. Nice to nice to chat. Indeed. You look well. Thank you very much. So do you. So where do we find you in lockdown at this present moment? So I am in Islington. Um, I've, I used to live in St Albans, but I've been here for quite a few, few years now, about five, six years. Um, and I'm in lockdown with my uh, fiancé, Mark, and my best mate, Stuart, and my dog called uh, Lebowski, who's a little shit to um Bichon freeze and yeah it hasn't been too bad actually the whole experience has been all right mm, okay have you um and you you do like to sort of get out and about and things and you are a sort of dog lover do you take Lebowski out for walks most days 
Yeah, um, yeah, we're, we're really lucky actually. We've got a park just across the road, um, and uh, yeah, because he's quite a small dog, he's only ever really needed sort of one or two walks a day. So it's been, yeah, it's been it's been quite easy for us actually, just to make sure that he gets gets to go out and socialise with some other dogs. Hmm. And apart from your love of music, your love of dogs is very apparent as well, because you like to do um paintings of animals but specifically dogs so how did that sort of how did that sort of come about did you always discover you had a talent for that so um before i started doing music i was uh i I did a fine art degree um so art was always my sort of it always felt like my calling it was always my thing i wanted to do i wasn't really that good at anything else and didn't have the concentration for anything else um, so yeah, I went to art uni and then whilst I was there, I started learning guitar. So ended up sort of moving across into music. Um, so yeah, art's always been something that I've done and sort of where I thought my career would actually go. Um, so it's quite nice to then years later find that I'm sort of managing to, to make some money um, by combining my love of dogs and painting. The, atten- uh, so, yeah. the attention to detail is really quite extraordinary and you just sort of, it's not like like a stick figure um <laughs> these are actually these are actually um really sort of lifelike um dogs like it sort of comes off it sort of comes off the screen like every like every i'm talking about everything like the the, the colors the shades uh everything it, it just looks it just looks so good oh thank you mainly i get my work off instagram just like putting up commissions and letting people see them and then contact me by direct message or email um but yeah i've done a few uh, job markets now um and i think the one yeah the one i saw you at was in uh, leak street in waterloo that's right uh yeah so i've done yeah i've done two, two of those now and uh, during during lockdown obviously it's difficult so it all just has to be online but hopefully get to do some of those again once it's things are a bit more back to normal and it's just and it's just dogs you do. Do you do any do you do any other animals? I will basically paint anything. So I'm quite happy to have a go at anything. So if anyone's got anything specific or quirky that they'd like to have painted, I'd uh, definitely give it a go. It's just that I love I just love dogs. So I just find that the most um, enjoyable. But yeah. And is it goes. that you you would you draw it out first and then paint it, or is it kind of is yeah there... yeah because because it's like a portraiture it's really important to get it right right from the beginning um i often find i, I used to quite enjoy doing like abstract painting um which is much more sort of loose and you can sort of you know it's just like a representation of something um whereas yeah portraiture is always if you get it wrong from the beginning you're kind of a bit screwed like this isn't that early days so i have to sketch it out pretty accurately first um make sure Right I, t- I tend to do watercolor, and so layer it all up, and uh, yeah, it's, oh. yeah, it's, it's 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 tough. I definitely need to. I need to make sure that I start strong, or it will definitely go wrong. Oh, okay. Um, so music has always been your passion, and I suppose your and I suppose mm. it wasn't may not have been your first love, but it was something that you just sort of did. Um, you sort of came to it, or it came to you, and you must have thought. When the two and two came together, you must think, "I can really, I can really run with this." Um, mm. So, have you all? Have, has it always been like singing or playing instruments? What is it about music that kind of connects, personally connects with you? So, as a young kid, I was 
loved singing. I was always singing, like driving my mum mad. I was a kid that was, you know, singing from the moment she woke up to when she went to bed. <laughs> um, I never played an instrument. I tried a few. I tried a few things, but I just didn't really have the staying power. And my also my family weren't very musical either. It's not like I sort of grew up with a musical, you know, like with my dad playing guitar or my mum being into music. I wasn't really like music played around the house. Uh, it was more sort of a TV house, really. So I kind of didn't really have much direction when I was young. Um, and then, yeah, I think really it was when I got to sort of late teens, because I got shy when I was a teenager, so I kind of stopped singing. No one knew I could sing because I just got really, like, self-conscious. Um, but sort of the end of, I reckon, in sick form, probably, I started, I auditioned for a part in Jesus Christ Superstar at Sandringham School, <laughs> and I auditioned, I auditioned for Judas, um, and he's got some really great songs. So uh, I sang... I can't remember which one, but it was, yeah, it's one of his songs. And the teachers were like, oh, you've been hiding that. Didn't know you could sing. Um, so from then on, it kind of like got me a bit more confidence and sort of started learning guitar and doing open mic nights. And yeah, so I had a hiatus when I was like a young teenager, but then sort of found my love for it again and my confidence as I got older. And then just from meeting lots of different people, really just um, getting more experience. Hmm. And you are sort of one part of a local dynamic duo on the music on the local music scene. Uh, so when did you first meet or kind of come come to come to work with um, Juan Foss? So I was doing um, lots of open mic nights when I was sort of about mm, twenty years old. That's when I really started, I guess. Um, and then a few pubs like started booking me for like um, solo gigs, just me and my guitar. And then just from, because St Albans is such a musical town, isn't it? Like there's there's so many musicians, there's so many amazing venues that put music on and um, there's always like people to meet. Um, I think it was even more that way when I was younger. Um, so it was brilliant. I, there was a real sort of like hub. It's like Nick Stevenson. And um, I remember I bumped into a, a guy a, a guy called Sammy um, and he was starting a band called, uh, well, he was basically starting a funk band. Um, and he wanted a singer, so I auditioned for that, and we started a band called Polly Poison and her Electric Antidote. Um, so I was doing, yeah, solo stuff, just me, and then I was doing Polly Poison, and Sammy, the guitarist, was also in a band called Co Jones, and Co Jones were a cover band, a really popular, successful cover band in St Albans. Um, so through him, I met all of the Co Jones guys, and I used to go and watch them, and I thought they were amazing, and. I was sort of only used to doing like original material and funk <laughs> and rock and actually going to see like a band that was doing like soul and pop and like doing it so well it was like wow these guys are amazing um so i kind of knew john and everyone uh, sort of like baby through sammy and then they lost their singer um she didn't want to do it anymore and they were looking for another singer so that's when john got in touch with me and we just sort of like hit it off became really good friends um and that was it, yeah. So yeah, so it was Co Jones first, doing lots of covers. Um, and then after a while, some of the uh, the venues started getting back in touch with me and asking me to do my original stuff again, like just me. And I was like, I don't really want to go back to doing just me anymore because it's, I'm used to having a big band behind me singing with Co Jones. Um, so I asked him if they'd mind if I could have Co Jones come and play, like, but in like an acoustic way. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, some places are okay with it, but I think budgets are always difficult when you, if you just want like one person and then they want to bring like four, you know, four people, it just gets, um, anyway, so I asked the band and they weren't 
that into it the only person that was kind of keen to give it a go was Juan so that's kind of how Katie plus one started um he just started like coming and doing duo gigs with me um and that's it yeah it just got busier and busier so yeah really lucky to have met him really uh and since lockdown has kind of started and everything um the the gigs kind of started to um quite understandably and quite naturally kind of wind down you weren't getting much you weren't getting much work which is why you were doing the painting but now it's starting to uh pick up again which is nice yeah social distancing's like yeah it's the one with thing with things being ease um and for, and you've actually come up with a really good idea for that this um you're doing uh is it so it's doorstep it's doorstep gigs yeah but, is it, but how does but how does that but how does that work is it just you and with your guitar and keeping it keeping it to keeping a two meter distance singing a couple of songs or or people pay people yeah. pay you to do that um yeah so a friend of mine it's her dad's uh birthday that mark's birthday i think um and they were going to be going out but because of the whole situation they couldn't um so and also i was meant to play her wedding i was doing her first dance for her wedding in June. um i think it would have been this weekend actually um but obviously that that all didn't happen um, so as like a celebration, we, we had came up with this idea that I'd just like come with my little amp, my microphone and my guitar and just plug in uh, to an extension lead and do them like five songs. Um, so after about half an hour, uh, I was still there and we had like the whole street dancing. Um, a guy, actually, this is quite funny, actually. Have you seen the, uh, the programme Fleabag? Mm-hmm. So the dad, the actor that plays Fleabag's dad, his name's uh, Bill Patterson, I think. Bill Patterson. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Scottish, yeah, the Scottish guy. Um, he suddenly appeared at the at the bottom of the stairs whilst I'm doing this gig, and I was like, oh, my goodness, it's that actor. And uh, I finished the song, and I said, oh hello, you know, are you joining the party? And he's like, oh, is this a party? It's my birthday today. <laughs> so we were like, oh my goodness, no way! This is uh, this is uh, Marcus's birthday as well. So Marcus gave him a glass of wine and uh, I said, oh, so we sang him happy birthday. And then I said, oh, um, is there anything you'd like, like any sort of uh, request? And it was so bizarre because one of my favorite songs to sing is um, Janis Joplin, Bobby McGee. And he just looked at me and went, Bobby McGee? <laughs> and usually when you ask for someone for an, a request, they, they give you something obscure that you don't know. And you're like, oh, sorry, don't know that one. And um, so yeah, so uh, sang in Bobby McGee and he like filmed the whole thing and then he got his wife down and then more people joined. Um, obviously all social distanced. Um, but yeah, it was great. So I played for like an hour and a half in the end uh, and we did some filming of it and then put it up on, uh, I did like a little uh, promo video. So yeah, it's called Doorstep Sessions and it's all the prices are on my little promo video on our Instagram and Facebook. It's, so you can either have like four or five songs um, or you can have 45 minutes or you can have an hour um, and it's basically just me or if you want to you can actually upgrade and have uh, one as well it just basically depends on people's budgets because you know we have to sort of get over there and yeah so it gets get over there and set up and obviously up, and obviously yeah. and obviously clear and obviously clearing back away but is it a case of uh, say if you're at a socially distanced party for example like say if it's a picture of a scene it's a barbecue and people and someone's invited you round to to sing 
would it be a case of you set up, you sing, you sing your songs, and then they just pay you and they say thanks very much, goodbye, or would they actually, would you actually stay on at the party? Uh, it depends, really. Uh, yeah, so it's just, yeah, again, it's just budgets. Um, I'm, so I'm going out for like, for like a pop-up. It's like a telegram, you know, like, um, you know, in films where like... And one of those, yeah, I, I know I know what yeah. you mean. One of those, um, kind of those things you used to get on Valentine's Day where someone would sing you a, um, a like a love song and then, uh, yeah, and then go they go away and then they go away. That's basically you. That's... Yeah, basically me. So that's the first idea. So that's like £75 for me to just like turn up, play like five songs, including like Happy Birthday or whatever it is, you know, um, just having a bit of a laugh as like, as like a highlight of the, of the evening, you know, like a oh, surprise. surprise. <laughs> we yeah. booked a singer. Yeah. So yeah, if, if the budget's not there and that's all they want, then that's fine. I'll just do that. But um, as I say, like these guys booked me they were friends of mine anyway <laughs> so they just paid me a bit more because i did an hour and a half um yeah and also like uh i think the other idea i had was um if they are really enjoying it and i don't have another booking afterwards we just like send a hat round and i just stay and people just donate put some money in the hat you know it's, it's kind of I, I think it's good to be flexible at the time um where you have where you kind of you have to, you don't have a choice in it you kind of have to be people are really missing live music i think you know it, it really does bring people together and it cheers people up and it just seems like a shame to not do it um I get, so, and, yeah, I, and all these zoom things all these zoom things are all very well but it's kind of you get it but you don't you, the atmosphere you get it but you don't get it you have to have that kind of yeah. um you do we um performers do feed off uh, and i know what this feels like through acting um, yeah. Live performers, they do get that kind of. It's it's kind of hard to describe, but it's kind of like a, a warm, buzzy feeling. Like, um, at that, like in the in the centre of in the centre of your chest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I have done a Zoom. Yeah, I did a Zoom birthday party, and it was re it was really good fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end, you know, because it, it favours the 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 clapping, the sound. It favours like one person's screen, so. You just end up like listening to one person like clapping and whooping and you can see other people doing it but you can't hear them so yeah it's just a bit of a bit of a strange experience but they, they work they work really well like i have had a really good had, did have a really good time doing that one and mm. uh, but yeah it's just a mixture of things really just trying to keep things ticking over trying to get out and play um still doing some uh live stream gigs as well one and i did one the other week um and now the weather's looking good again we might try and do another one outside that we live stream on Facebook and Instagram. Can people yeah. kind of download your music off? Yeah, find it on our website, kateplusone.com. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you can download from there, or you can buy the real thing from gigs, or you can just uh, buy them. You can, oh yeah, was there another way of doing that? I was sending them to people. So if anyone would like a, 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 a physical copy during lockdown, you can just email us and I'll send them in the post, just to add on for post and packaging. Because some people like to have the, you know, the real, the real thing. Hmm. Um, but don't even have cd players anymore so other people are fine with the digital version as well so yeah mm. they're still they're available online mm. okay and you can they can find and they can find you both on um instagram and social media as well yeah instagram facebook we've got a website uh, we've got a youtube channel um yeah we've done quite as i said we've got done quite a lot of lockdown videos um so other than the live streaming, I've I've also been doing like little uh, like iMovie lockdown videos where me and Juan like layer up 
um so you can you can check some of those out on our on our social media as well yeah why not you can enjoy good music and have a paint and have a painting of a dog up in your up on, up on your wall up on your wall you can't you can't kind of can't, people can't get enough of you uh, okay uh i think that's a nice way that's a nice way to leave it uh, i should say i've been meaning to get you into the studio for quite some time but obviously due to um our schedules not work not sort of working so well uh that has uh sadly that hasn't happened yet so but i am sort of happy to get you on here um after 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 long last it's way over this has been way overdue um it's been a pleasure talking to you hopefully i'll see you soon once everything because with lockdown restrictions everything is being eased hopefully i'll see you soon um we'd love to see we'd love to see you perform again and uh best of luck with what you do thank you so much you're very welcome all right take care of yourself katie talk to you later all right right. Bye. bye bye 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. And if you'd like to listen to the full, unedited interviews with Father Richard Watson or Katie Masson, then you can check those out on the Radio Verulam website later on in the week. Now it's come for the bit that you and I look forward to the most. It's time for the Sunday Shoutouts. Sunday Shoutouts and a warm hello to Peter in Bedmond, Ali in Kings Langley, Ben in Pickett's End, Vicky in Rothamsted, Joe in Coleman Green, and a very special Sunday shout-out goes out to Archie in Brickett Wood, who's six today. Happy birthday, Archie, and happy Father's Day to your dad as well. Messages have also been coming in from some of, the, some of our loyal local listeners, so thank you for those. Happy birthday and Father's Day to the one and only Joel McKinney. You're completely bonkers. I owe most of my odder traits to you, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you for being a fab father and now grandfather. Missing you and I'll see you soon. Uh, Lots of love from Tina. Happy Father's Day to a wonderful father and husband, Adam Shepherd. We're surprising him later on today with a Skype call from his brother who lives in Australia who he hasn't seen for four years. I think he may have blown the surprise, Shelley, if he's listening to this now. But never mind. Uh, it's, it's, a ni- it's a nice gesture. Uh, I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Can't wait to see his face. Shout out to all the dads today. All the best from Shelley. Well, what a lovely thing to do for your husband, Shelley. And uh, lots of love to you and your family on this special day. Can I please have a shout out to my best friend, Megan, who got engaged to her boyfriend, Dominic, last weekend. Congratulations. Can't wait to celebrate with you. July 2022. Here we come. Best wishes from Susie. Now, I reckon I I don't I don't know Susie or Megan or Dominic or anything or any of these people. But uh, and, and this is only speculation. I wonder if Susie's trying to play the bridesmaid card, you know, wink, wink, make me a bridesmaid. Or I'm not your friend anymore. No, I'm sure she's not doing that. I'm sure it's nothing like that at all. I'm sure it's. I'm sure everything that Susie's saying is genuine and sincere. And you know, she does wish you all the best. So congratulations to Megan and Dom uh, for your wedding. And you know, hope everything runs smoothly. Uh, and I suppose now in lockdown, you've got all the time to plan it. So your timing can be more perfect. Shout out to my partner, John, who started volunteering at the local community centre this week, giving up time and performing selfless acts of kindness to help the vulnerable in this pandemic. Love you lots, Fiona. Lovely. And one final one today. Shout out to the Kensley family, Chris, Jody, Sam, Adam and Max, friends and neighbours of ours who are very close to us and go above and beyond to help their friends. That's from Keith and Jackie. Well, thank you for sending that in. Thank you to all the shout outs. Brilliant. If you'd like a shout-out for yourself or someone you know, then get in touch and email daniel at radioverulam.com, 
daniel at radioverulam.com and I'm also on social media, RV Sunday Showcase on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well. That's it for today and for this series of lockdown podcasts. Have a wonderful summer and I hope to be back on your radio again in the autumn. Until then, thanks for listening, if indeed you still are. Farewell.